Hi, everyone. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jeremy. Authors of See You at the Campground, a guide to discovering community, connection, and a happier family in the great outdoors. Ten years ago, we bought a pop-up camper that changed our lives and introduced us to the joys of RV travel. Join us now as we talk about where to camp, what gear to bring, and the best food to cook. We'll also keep you dialed in with the latest RV innovations for people in the know. Pull up a chair and join us around the digital campfire. This is the RV Atlas. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of the RV Atlas. I'm really excited about today's episode for two very different reasons. First, we have a really great review we're going to give you of one of the hottest RV resorts in the country. So Stephanie and I have been wanting to go to Anchor Down RV Resort for a few years. I think just basically everybody wants to go to Anchor Down RV Resort. So we're going to be giving you a great review of Anchor Down. But I'm more excited about our special guest correspondents who have not been on the show before, and they're going to be giving you this great review. So Stephanie and I have been following Will and Britta Brown from Brown's Dope Little Adventures for a few years now, and we've really wanted to get them on the show. So as soon as I saw them posting pictures of Anchor Down, I was like, okay, now's the time. I got to get both of them on, and we have them here today, and we're really excited to welcome them. So Will and Britta, welcome to the RV Atlas. Thank you so much. We're so excited to be here. Yes, thank you. Oh, the pleasure is mine. So tell us a little bit about like about yourselves. Where did Brown's Dope Little Adventures get started? So we first started, so actually it's really funny. So when we first created the Instagram account, I guess it's kind of where the name started. Um, we had just bought a second Jeep Wrangler and... Will wanted to do all this crazy stuff and put all these mods on it so we could go overlanding. And he was like, oh, we should, you know, post about our overland life. So we really started out as going to be this, like, overland adventure account. Like, RVing wasn't even in the picture. Yeah, to hold California, West Coast overlanding, great weather, camping. I was like, oh, man, I can't wait to do it. And I went out and I bought a uh, tent. And Britta said, I'm not sleeping in that thing. (laughs) (laughs) So so that dream ended quickly. I think I was like, well, where do I go to the bathroom? And then it was kind of spiraled from there. (laughs) So then then, did we turn quickly to the RV? No. We actually were going for a teardrop. He was going for a teardrop. Oh, I was going for a teardrop. Um, I took her to a dealership. I looked at the teardrop. Uh... Price might have been somewhere close to the twenty thousand for it. Like sixteen. And uh, she looked at me and said, "This much money and no bathroom." <laughs> so that's when the first RV came into play. We went to an RV dealership and uh, we got our first one, which was a eighteen foot Winnebago Winnie drop. So uh, we bought that and. That really kind of started our RV and camping journey in Brown's Dope Little Adventure, switching from overlanding to RVing. So overlanding to a possible teardrop to pretty much a straight-up RV. Now, Will, I think like me, you're kind of a big guy. You've got some football on your past. What were you yep. thinking with the whole teardrop thing? Um, it was definitely small. 
And you know the problem? I was watching a lot of YouTube videos, and there wasn't any big guys. But I'm like, well, maybe I can fit in if I if I kind of like ball up in a curl or something. But uh, Britta quickly uh, uh, stopped that one for me. Yeah, once we went to go look at it, and I was like, how are we even fitting in there? <laughs> you, can't, you can't even stand up in the thing. So tell us, too, about like, you guys have interesting careers in sports in your background. Can you tell us a little bit about that, too? Yeah, so we actually, so we met working in sports um, at the University of Maryland back in 2011. Yep. Yep. In 2011. Um, and so we both worked in college sports. And then, you know, when we moved to California, Will had took a job um, with the San Francisco 49ers. And then moving here, now he works with the Lions. And I work um, as an assistant athletic director at Eastern Michigan. So in college athletics administration. So we stay pretty busy, so people always wonder, like, how in the world do we even have time to RV? But well, we tell us, tell well. us how you do make it work, because you guys are not full time, right? Like, what is your traveling style? When do you get out in the RV? What kind of trips do you like to take? Yeah, so it it, it varies. So when we first started out, we were very much weekenders, and then we actually did full time, stationary full time RV living for probably two years: one year in California, mm-hmm. and then another year ish almost when we moved here to Michigan and then now we're back to more so weekender. So from what, July preseason, so like training camp, so July, middle of July to like February, we don't really travel in the RV. And that was one of the reasons we had ended up doing stationary RV living. So we could kind of still have it for those six months. Um, but now we go from like February to middle of July. We try to find weekends and then we take a month long trip at the end of June. So the, R- the, the RV lifestyle is perfect for you guys in terms of your careers, right? I mean, it seems like a, just a perfect match. Yeah, it definitely is because we, we don't get a lot of time and before like vacation time. So weekend trips. And, you know, that month-long vacation I get, it's pretty good to have the RV because we can, we have our own space. Um, and I don't know if we're traditional campers. We don't really look for the campgrounds. We kind of go for more of the RV resorts. So, I, I, I'm, and I think ours is more we look for the resorts so we can explore the area. Something really nice. It's a vacation so it's like, hey, let's explore the area, and we have our RV to yeah. come back home to every night. And it's helpful because we can use it, you know, like if you're flying and stuff like that, you kind of need to book it in advance. But with RVs, you know, it's been helpful because we could just book it last minute if we really wanted to, and it's not like there's really this crazy drastic price change or anything like you would with other means of transportation or travel. Now, you guys mentioned that you like RV resorts, and you're going to be reviewing <laughs> what may be sort of the hottest RV resort in the country, debatably. For sure. Um, so we're going to talk about Anchor Down RV Resort in Dandridge, Tennessee. But before we do that, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Jayco. There are a few lessons that RVers learn quickly. Things aren't always easy. There's always some work to be done and a helping hand to be shared. A little dirt never hurt. 
and the forecast doesn't always cooperate. But the most important thing that RVers ever learn, a bit of resilience goes a long way. Let's lead the charge back together. RVers were built for this. Jayco was built for this. To find out more, visit jayco.com slash built for this for comeback related news and advice. And yours truly will have some blog posts there about traveling in this crazy summer of COVID. So guys, welcome back to the show. Let's go to Anchor Down. So where is Anchor Down located, generally speaking? So it is about 20 minutes south of Knoxville. It's in Danridge, Tennessee, and it actually sits right on Douglas Lake with views of the Smoky Mountain in the background. Yeah, so it kind of sits atop the lake. So you look down, well, I guess down and out at the lake. Yeah. So stunning views from just about everywhere there? Pretty much, yes. There's there's a couple, like there's a hill when you first come in, um, and those two spots are probably, and we didn't have it, but I think those are the best views. Yeah. I saw it when I was walking one morning, and I'm like, wow, next time we come back, I think we got to try to find those uh, those two spots. So you, you, I mean, clearly you guys loved it. You're talking about going back already. So how big is, yeah, and- go ahead, go ahead. Uh, and I think the the sites are uh, site twenty nine and twenty eight are the ones that I think they're on top of the hill that overlook the whole campground and you can see the lake. All right, so I think that you need to know the owner to get those sites. Probably at this point, those are probably uh, yeah. tough to book. I I, I wish yeah. you luck. If you book one, just book me the other, and I'll pay you back. So how yeah. how how, how big is Anchor Down? Is this a medium campground? A large campground? No, they have, they was pretty large, and they have uh, about 170 paved sites uh, back in and pull through. And um, some of the back in, they overlook the lake. Um, yeah, it's almost like three levels. So you kind of have, um, you know, some of the spaces are at that top hill, like Will was talking about. And then you have kind of a next level down, Um in the middle, and then you actually go down another hill, and those ones kind of sit overlooking the lake as well, but just, like, lower down. So where was your site in, in, in that situation? We were in the middle spot. We actually booked super late. Uh, I think we booked three days before, and it was two sites open, and we got one of the two sites. So we actually kind of got lucky. We could see the lake from our kitchen window a little bit. Um, there was an RV kind of in front of us, but when we got there, the people who were there left. So we had one day with just clear views, and then another RV came in the next day. But we weren't right on the water, though. Like, we were more, I guess, inland, if you will. But I remember we had a site at the Bar Harbor KOA right on the water, spectacular view. And then, like a forty-four-foot fifth wheel pulled into the next site. And, and, oh no! Yeah, the view is gone. <laughs> and the the view you described, I can almost picture the Instagram photo you put up um, out yeah. out your window. And I was like, oh, I mean, that site looked really good to me. And I, I think the thing, yeah. like, I want to talk to you guys about, like, the sites here are kind of famous. Like, not just your site, but in general, what makes the sites here kind of so spectacular? At least some of them. Yeah, I mean, I think that the way that they're situated, because again, like we were mentioning, like they they overlook 
the lake. So it's not like you're, you know, beach side or lake side. You're really sitting up upon this hill and you can see the views looking out. I mean, it's just unreal. Like it, it looks fake. Um, I feel like the pictures don't even do justice, even though I like, try to get the best ones. Um, but then you have, they have the ones that have like the fireplace. Which yeah. Is, like, so nice. The brick, m- most of the, I think all of the end spaces had brick fireplaces that were so beautiful. Uh, tall. It was just a lot of room. Just one of those things where you could stay here for two weeks and never have to leave the resort. Well, and you're really just like, am I like, is this somewhere I take the RV? I mean, it's almost like you would stay there. Like if it was a hotel, like as you're talking, I'm like relaxing. Like I'm feeling like I'm sitting in a camp chair there, (laughs) hanging out with you guys at this place. That's exactly what it felt like. Like, I mean, you sit out there. I mean, it's, the view, I mean, and we've gone places that have these views, but I mean, I think just when you have like the mountains around you and then you over, you're just looking out at the lake, you know, and, and everything's on the horizon. So it's as far as the eye can see. Um, and it, it was just incredible. We got really lucky. So talk to us about the amenities and just like, I mean, it's the corona, era of coronavirus. Like what was, what do they have and what was open? Yeah. So obviously it was a little bit tricky because, um, we did travel during COVID, um, but. Um, so they had a pool with a slide and all that, but the pool was closed. Um, there were basketball courts, playgrounds, uh, you know, camp store, laundry mat. Um, the one thing that was pretty cool, there was the beach area yeah. with uh, lounge chairs, and it was up on a hill overlooking the lake so yeah it was like two uh, two levels of beach chairs in this kind of like man-made beach area so it was like a lower tier beach area and then they kind of built a wall like within the side of i guess like the infrastructure there and made this like sand lounge beach area i guess um, but yeah, like two levels. volleyball nets over there you know um they have a, a boat ramp so if you bring your boat you can mm-hmm. uh put it in the water right there at the rv park um campground cafe oh yeah it's like um it's like almost like a food truck trailer like a but a larger food truck um and you can order stuff there was that open when you guys were there that was open actually um and i think just because you know you could easily get basically like how some restaurants are open during COVID. it's like ordering takeout so you could just go there and get it did you try it or do you guys like make a lot of your own food no we, we make a lot of our own food um the one thing that we should have did when we were there, but we didn't, is uh, they actually have golf cart, cart rentals. Um, the place is huge, and there's a lot of hills. That's good to know for for our listeners that might have limited mobility too. Like if you're going to splurge on a golf cart, this might be the place to do it for sure. Yeah, yes, the amenity. A lot of those amenities are at the. You know, we were talking about the three tiers or three levels within the RV resort. A lot of those amenities are actually at the bottom level. Um, so you would need, if you were staying at the top level, you would need to get all the way down um, to the bottom, like where the lounge, the beach area is, the cafe, or like the mobile cafe. The pool. Um, there's a game room. There was a game room right next to the pool, like an arcade. Um, so all of that is kind of on like that lower level. And we rode our bikes downhill um, and I walked my bike back uphill coming uphill it, it was a, it's a very steep hill <laughs> <laughs> i would have been walking right next to you <laughs> so so you guys were there like a month ago ish uh yeah 
Actually, yeah. yeah, that's fine about right. Were people kind of keeping to their sites? Because that, I mean, that was clearly at a time when everyone was maybe a little bit more nervous about getting back out there. I mean, were people at, moving around the campground a lot, or was everyone just kind of like thankful to be sitting out by their camp chairs? Uh, people were moving around, but still social distancing. Nobody was really, unless you were with a group that you came with, nobody was really walking over. Like, we're used to going to campgrounds and sitting around a fire with another family or, or meeting and talking to people. We all kind of, like, I met my neighbors, but he stayed and on his side. I stayed over at my camper, and we just kind of talked, you know. So it was definitely uh, still friendly um, with social distancing. Good to know. How about Wi-Fi cell service? I mean, you're, you're kind of out there. Were you guys able to get reception? So we actually use, yes, we did the reception. We use a uh, AT&T hotspot uh, for all our internet needs when we're on the road. So Britta actually did all her Zoom calls from the RV with the hotspot. So service was great out there. Yeah, because we were still working, so we both had to have internet access. Um, so it was, even though it's like that's the great part about our rig, it feels like you're on vacation. But we were also working, you know, during the day during work hours. So I mean, I was in meetings and stuff every day while we were there. So and if those Zoom calls but, aren't working, that gets stressful fast. I mean, Stephanie and I have had to deal uh, with that. You know, <laughs> how was custom? But yeah, so for the with the hotspot, we were great. Um, so we actually we don't typically tap into the. Um, you know, RV park um, Wi-Fi. We usually just bring the hotspot with us always. You know what you're doing because I mean, if you if you're like going campground to campground relying on campground Wi-Fi, right. I mean, that's just yeah. not going to work very well, right? So, how yeah. was customer? Go ahead. Was working because obviously I need access to Instagram. So <laughs> it was I'm I'm the same way, and I appreciate those pictures <laughs> those pictures you were putting up. So, how was customer service there? Oh, so. This is, uh, they had express check-in, which was pretty cool. We pulled in, so when you're when you're pulling in the anchor down, you know, you're coming down a two-lane road, you pull in, and there's, like, a really nice uh, um, flower with sign, and then flowers around it, and you kind of pull up a hill. And as I'm pulling up a hill, um, a lady's walking out of the office with an envelope in her hand. It's like she already knew. We were coming in at that time. I don't know if they have a camera or something, but she walked out and said, uh, Mr. Brown? I'm like, yes, ma'am. She had my envelope with the site number, everything handed to me. We never got out of the car um, and drove right to the site back then, and we were ready to go. So they were taking the the social distancing and, and all that stuff kind of seriously there? I mean, they were they were trying to adjust their operation. Is that how it seemed? Yeah. 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 And they, I mean, and they keep the ground really, really pristine. So, I mean, there were still, even with COVID, there's still, you know, a crew riding around uh, all yeah. the time. Daily trash pickup. You're okay. And, yeah, they did daily trash pickup from your site, which was awesome. All right, we are going to come back in a second, and we're going to talk a little bit more about Anchor Down and some of the things to do in the area. But before we do so, we have a sponsored message from our friends at Blackstone. Blackstone is the original outdoor griddle. With millions of Blackstone sold, they are changing the way that America cooks outdoors. Blackstone lets you cook everything you can cook on a traditional grill and a thousand things you can't. Want an incredible breakfast? How about lunch or dinner? The solid steel flat top infuses the 
flavors, and you've got enough surface to cook for the hungriest army. Pick the size and style that is perfect for you. And I've been loving my new Blackstone Adventure Ready 17-inch tabletop griddle combo with air fryer. And that's kind of a mouthful, but it's basically a 17-inch griddle, and it's got a big side burner next to it, so you can warm up some chili or whatever it is you want to do, put a skillet on there, and then it also has a, an air fryer that comes with it all in one package. So that's the one that's in my RV right now that we are bringing on our next trip to Lake Placid. So there's a Blackstone for everybody. If it's not a Blackstone, it's not a griddle. Cook anything, anytime, anywhere. Head over to blackstoneproducts.com to see their complete lineup of griddles and accessories. Will and Britta, I feel like you guys are foodies a little bit. Is this true? Uh, very much so. <laughs> yeah. I see lots of Instagram photos of you guys cooking good stuff. Are, <laughs> does does w- Do you guys have a Blackstone? Yes, we do. And, and love, love, love. I have a 17-inch right now, and I'm already looking for a bigger one. 22 is like the perfect size. It, it's it, it's yeah, a really... All right. Let's talk organized activities and recreation. And obviously in the era of COVID, there was probably not a lot going on. Did they have anything like that happening? No, no organized activities going on. Um, Like I said, a lot of the amenities were kind of closed down. Uh, I guess the basketball court might have been open, but there wasn't a lot of kids playing. Um, Most of the kids were just riding either the golf cart or their bikes. Um, the dog park, I know when I went walking, I saw a lot of people, you know, kind of playing with the dogs, but nothing really organized. You know, I bet everyone, it's just like when we went on our first trip about a month ago, I was just so happy to be at the campground. I did not care that, that a lot of things yeah. were closed, exactly. you know. Um, was the campground dog friendly? Did you notice at all for the dog owners out there? You just yeah, said there was very a lot dog of dogs. friendly. Um, there was uh, dog uh, pet stations, you know, around the park. And like I said, at that first little section when you come in um there is a uh, a nice dog sized dog park uh down there yeah any insider details like if somebody listening wants to book this campground is there something they should know that maybe you didn't know until you showed up there um i mean definitely book in advance uh we just got really 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 lucky because people had canceled because of covid um, but some of the people who we were talking to there stay there a lot, and, you know, they book in advance every time that they go. Yeah, I think they were saying before they leave, they book for next year. My friend just told me she tried to book summer 2021, and she could not find to get a site. So, I mean, you guys are not fooling around here. Like, if you want this for next year, you need to call them and maybe keep calling them yeah. and see if there's cancellations. For sure. This, and I mean, we, we stayed during the week, so we got a little bit lucky, but I couldn't get a weekend. We wanted to stay the whole week, but we couldn't get a Friday, Saturday, Sunday spot. Only really Monday through Thursday. Right. I'm picturing you guys like sadly leaving at the end of the week. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we know that nobody's perfect. Go, oh, go ahead, Britta. Oh, no, I was just going to say, and then like for the spaces, because um, even though obviously the ones that are right on the lake or, you know, that go around the perimeter of the lake are the ones that are going to have like the direct lake views. But also if you get spaces like on the row we were in, like if you're inland or you're looking at the diagram, you know, if you get an inland space that's still facing that direction, like how ours was, you still can see the lake or you're facing the lake, I guess you would say. 
Gotcha. Because like the one on the back of us would be facing the opposite direction. I remember when I booked, I had like the choice between like a fireplace or a great water view. And I literally sat there right. like, I don't know what to take. You know, I don't know what to book. I, I know. I know. <laughs> I wanted both yeah. sides. So um, we know that no campground's perfect. Anchor Down sounds like it's pretty darn close. But if they could improve anything, what should they improve? Um, so the one thing I think I noticed, and I probably noticed it more with the the family that came in and behind me, but they parked in front. Our camper is uh, 38 feet long, and, you know, I have a, a truck. So basically, I'm probably sitting at almost 55, 56 feet long total. So a long camper, some of the roads are, are maybe a little tight with the, the campsite right in front of you. So depending on where that person parks, you might have to maneuver a little bit if you have a very long rake. So I kind of wish the roads were just a tad bit wider. So if you have a long rig pulling in, but it is a very big rig friendly park. It's just some of those situations when you need when you're with a trailer and a truck that's very long trying to back in. Oh, I can relate. Like, I mean, there's like a resort by us called Massey's Landing in Delaware, which you guys should put on your list because you would love it. Okay. But it matters, okay. like where somebody else parks on their site. Like sometimes you just need to like pull onto their site to get into yours. And I've had some very, yeah. very stressful nights trying to get into sites there. So what, yeah. did, what did you guys do in the area? Were you just chilling at the campground that week and just, you know, enjoying being outside or did you, did you get out and do anything else? So we kind of just rode rode around because we haven't been in that area yet. I used to live in Tennessee, kind of close to the Nashville area. And, you know, when I was living there, I always heard about, you know, this whole Pigeon Ford, uh, Danridge area. And I'm like, man, we got to go. So we, right now we just kind of rode around. Um, you know, I know there's like Dollywood and, and there's a lot of family friendly, uh, activities to do there. Uh, dinner shows, you know, I would love to go back and do a dinner show. Um, the one cool thing is the RV resort on their website. They actually have links to a lot of the things in the area. So you can just go right to their website to find out a lot of things. And it goes directly to if the Dollywood, you know, theme park or whatever dinner show that's going on. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes for the show. And also, I mean, you're like 30 minutes or 40 minutes to Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Does that does that sound right? So, I mean, you could use this as a base camp to explore the park. I think you'd have a little bit of driving to get in and out every day. So, guys, thank you yeah. so much for coming on the show. Tell us where all of our listeners can find you guys on social media. Um, so, we're primarily on Instagram. It's just Brown's Dope Little Adventures. Uh, we do have a Facebook page, but Instagram is probably the best place. And then um, you can find us online, brownsdopelittleadventures.com. And all of our information's on there. And where to next? Before before I hit record, you were telling me about the next trip. Just give me a general idea where yep. you're going next. Yep. We are going to spend two weeks in northern Michigan, uh, right outside of Travis City. Well, I hope you create some dope adventures there. Yes. Thank you. That's Guys, the goal. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I hope you'll come back. Thank yeah. you so much for having us. Yeah. See you at the campground. A big thank you for listening to this episode of the RV Atlas. And a big thank you to our sponsors, Jayco, 
Thetford, Cabela's, Jellystone, and Go RVing. They provide great quality products and resources for RVers and also support the production of this show. We personally believe in them and are happy to share our favorite products with you. You can find blog posts and links with everything mentioned in this episode over at thervatlas.com. And you can join the friendliest group of RVers over on Facebook in our private RV Atlas group. And as always, we'll see you at the campground. See you at the campground.